0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is John Ribeiro and I will be your host. I'll be interviewing recruiters, hiring managers, and experts to help you land your next job sooner. Just a quick reminder to download your high converting resume template that's been proven to get you more job interviews at resumetemplate.canadianjobsearchacademy.com. And if this episode resonates with you, then remember to subscribe, comment, and share. Thank you and welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is John Rivero, your host. And today we've got a very special guest. And this guest is part of our Candidate Success Series. His name is James Marime, and he is a newcomer to Canada. He just landed a job in Canada, I believe it was in 2020. So today we're just going to explore and kind of understand what it took for him to go through that process, to be successful in the job search. Because I know some of you that are out there listening to this are going through your own job search right now and thinking, hey, it must be really difficult. It's really challenging. But I'm just I want to let you know that there's hope. And just to hear from somebody who's actually been successful through the job search process is going to be amazing. So, James, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Don. So just, you know, before we even get started, let's let's share a little bit about you and in terms of, you know, who are you? What kind of role are you in and, and what do you do exactly?
1: All right, um, in a nutshell, I am an IT professional, and I've been IT project management for eight years. I'm originally from Kenya, and uh, I worked for multinational organizations, like Blackfoot, Smith, Penn, and General Electric. And in 2019, I made the move to immigrate to Canada. And uh, currently, I'm an IT project manager at Thinkon Inc., a cloud computing company. And uh, I'm excited about that role.
0: Nice. So, as you were going through your job search, how difficult was it to get yourself to the position where you are today?
1: So, when I I got to Canada and at the beginning of 2019, it was quite difficult to get something. And to to say the truth, I actually lost hope. Um. So what I did is I joined. Uh, A program with access employment for cybersecurity professionals just to touch up my skills, and I kept uh, going for interviews. um, And you know, you'll get the same old thing. You know, you'll get uh, regrets. Sometimes you go up to the finals, but you wouldn't really progress much. And it was quite difficult. And I remember one of the people who I was mentoring me told me that one of the things that we need to do is to help you not to forget how good you are. And that's something that kept me going. Uh so one day my wife had subscribed to the Canadian Job Search Academy. And um I hadn't really taken note of it. But she said, hey, we need to try this. So when I went in and I I I, you know, took some time, went did the work and uh I even, you know, worked with John and Connell, and um, they taught me, a, a, they gave me a different outlook on how to interview, how to network, how to, to answer, you know, different questions, how to approach uh, different interviews. And, uh, you know, when the chance came, finally, I was ready, and I was hired within three days from the inter- from the start of the interview process until the end. And because they also the program shows how the Canadian work environment is, I was able to adapt really quickly and I got confirmed within three months to the role. And you know, I'm happy, my my employers are happy with me. And you know, it's been an exciting role, of course. Oh,
0: wow. That's amazing. And then thank you for that. No, I and mean, then it's it's great to hear, uh it's just great to hear, you know execution right so the one thing we always talk about is you know it's great to know things they say knowledge is power well knowledge is potential power execution executing your knowledge is power and it sounds like in this case you executed on in terms of things that you knew and and that's when things really start to turn around for you so the one thing i'm always interested in hearing in terms of your job search what would you say would be the percentage of time you spent on your job search and the t- the amount of time you spent on networking with people?
1: Uh, to be honest, I spent probably seventy percent on a job search okay. and thirty percent on the networking piece. Um. Yeah. So th- the the program does uh outline the best thing the most powerful networking tool is linkedin so i really really spent a lot of time cleaning this up updating it making sure that i got all the recommendations making sure that i put all the you know all the achievements that i did and uh, updating things like where i stay currently i'm in canada what the what is the job that I was looking for. So LinkedIn as a networking tool is extremely powerful. And the role that I got, uh, to be honest, I it's not the ones that I applied for. The recruiters looked for it and they started reaching out to me and they were like, hey, we're interested in you. And um, that just goes to show that these tools actually work. If you do the work, you optimize your resume, you optimize your LinkedIn properly, especially and make it stand out, it does work. And uh, you know, when they came calling, I just used all the tips that uh, I learned from you know the experience I had with the Canadian Jobs Act Academy and the interview, they were really impressed with me because I was prepared. I spent a lot of time preparing for you know when the chance came calling.
0: Nice. And 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 that's fabulous. So so I I just want to play this back. So what I heard, I just want to make sure I heard this correctly. So you actually were, con- so you were d- applying for jobs. You weren't really getting very many responses, but because you cleaned up your profile and actually you made your profile stand out, you had it all-star status, you did all these great things. That's when recruiters started reaching out to you. And that's when things really started to turn around for you. Is that correct?
1: hundred percent. And the, the amazing thing is that once one comes, others start calling. Even right now, i mean, in my current role. Others, other recruiters are always reaching out to me. So it's quite, it's quite interesting how that works out. You know?
0: Wow, that's amazing. And and you know what? That's a line, That's in line with what I'm hearing from recruiters, right? So. What they're saying is, you know, th- th- you know, unfortunately, people that are applying to roles aren't necessarily they don't show up the best. So what they end up doing is they go to places like LinkedIn and, and they start scouting for people. And so what I'm hearing is they're still scouting. They're still looking at you. They're still looking at your profile and you're still getting contacts with recruiters. Right.
1: Absolutely. you know. Oh. Yeah.
0: So that's amazing. And, and this is a great opportunity. And they talk about growing your network and expanding your network, even though you're already in the position, which is fantastic. But one of the things that you can also do is continue to grow that network, right? Continue to grow that connection with, with recruiters and agencies and organizations that are looking for people skilled like yourself, James, who, um, you know, this is amazing. It, it, it's great to hear, you know, cause we, it, it's, it's, Every once in a while we we hear of the story of, hey, you know, somebody reached out to one of our clients and da-da-da-da. But this is this is the truth. This is what actually happens today. And this is very aligned with what I'm hearing from recruiters. So when it came to the actual interview, what was different for you, you know, when you were meeting with organizations? Because you mentioned that you had gone through another organization, you were doing interviews, but nothing was really panning out for you. What was different for you this time when you went through the interview?
1: So when the interview uh, time came, what I did, um, I had spent a lot of time, you know, um, uh, uh, reading through the you know the common interview questions, but what I did this time, I made sure that I got rid of all the things that have plagued me all along. You know, going on and on, you know, rambling during interviews, not knowing how to answer the most basic questions like "Tell me about yourself." So this time, when this came, I was able to you know showcase the best version of myself and show the confidence. And there is something that, uh, you know, John and Carl uh, said, you know, before the interview starts, you do the power pose to be able to relax and be confident. That thing actually works. Um, you know, I remember the first thing I did before the interview, I went into the bathroom and I did the power pose. And as you know, much as it was a virtual interview, I was dressed up, I smelled good, and I was really confident. And we had a really good discussion. And um, it just felt like, you know, I was just telling them what I was good at and i was going to be a person who's going to you know solve the problems that they had and mm-hmm. they immediately they saw a fit and they invited me for the second interview within uh, two days uh, the second interview I, I met with a t suit again this you know it was relaxed and because my, my preparation and my, my previous experience i was used to working with very senior professionals so they were they were impressed because you know i was I I was able to even crack jokes, I was, I I remember my wife asking me, hey, are you in an interview or are you, (laughs) (laughs) or are you talking to your friend, I thought that's an interview, but it was quite relaxed, and um, again, they they were really impressed with my credentials, and they kept wondering why I hadn't gotten someone calling me all this time, so um, I told them, you know, I was I took some time out to as well go back to school, which I had actually gone back to school during that particular time. So they wanted to move along very quickly. So in a nutshell, within three days, um, uh, after the the second interview, I did a cultural interview and they were happy with me. They, the same day they sent me an offer letter because they were afraid someone else was going to snatch me up and I was, hey, I'm here I am, you know.
0: Wow. Yeah. That that so 3 days after your second interview, yeah. you got a job offer. Yep. Which is amazing. And and this was 2019 2020 when when
1: when was this? So this was in um 2020 end of November.
0: 2020 November. So we were still in the midst of the pandemic, right? So Yep. And we're still going through the pandemic today, so uh, it's just amazing to hear how quickly, because what I'm hearing, and actually this defies, so, and, and, and for those of you that are listening, I hope you hear this, right? So James's profile was so outstanding, plus his interview was so outstanding that they were afraid to lose him. And what I do know, what I'm hearing is that the, res- the recruiting cycle is actually taking longer today. So recruiting cycles take anywhere between eight to 12 weeks, which is kind of what I'm hearing is the new standard. But you got a job offer within three days after your second interview because you just you, you made that much of an impression so much so that they didn't want to lose you to anybody else, which is fantastic. And, and James, congratulations to you. Like you, you you know, you did the work you, you and it's beautiful that your wife even came along and said, are you having a job interview? Or are you just having a conversation <laughs> with friends, right? It, yep. it just, it, it shows the level of comfort that you had going into the process, right? You, you The level of confidence that you had as well, because to be like that, to be at a place where you could, you know, tell jokes and to, to really, you know, show your value, show all the, your credentials and, you know, your education, your experience. You had to be at a completely different level of confidence, which is amazing. And I love that you use the power pose. I know it's one of those things that we talk about every once in a while, but people don't realize how effective it is to do the power pose. So, congratulations. That's amazing. That's, you know, that's wow. Good for you. Like, what can I say? I'm just, I'm really happy for you. And it's one of the things, you know, both Connell and I. Uh, you know, express their gratitude for is just to, to be happy for people who are actually in roles that they deserve to be in. And I think that's fantastic. So, James, now that you've been in this role for a while, what are some of the things that have actually stood out for you? you know, coming from Kenya, you know, and being from a different work environment, different work market, what would you say are some of the things that have really stood out for you that are different here?
1: So the first thing that um, stands out, I would say, and which we are really taught about is that when you come into the Canadian uh, job uh, job pay, you are expected to be extremely independent. Your my relationship with the manager is almost that of peers because he expects me to be good at what I do so that he doesn't have to babysit me. If any, we just have contact. Just say, hey, so how are we doing? Just a touch up if I need help, and it's that. By the time I'm going to ask for help, it has to be something that I have not, uh, you know, I've really tried on by myself and, you know, it's going to a point where I really am struggling. But Mm. the the key thing is that independence is very, very critical. And um, also the second part is that in terms of teamwork, teamwork basically here means everyone doing their parts to pull together in the same direction. So the difference from where you know when you come back come from africa is you teamwork involves you know everyone's trying to help each other do the same task it's like when you're you know when you're in a restaurant and um if uh, the server is uh, in post someone will quickly go into to do to help him out but here teamwork basically means you get to do your part i do my part so that at the end of the day the sum makes the whole so that's the key thing that stands out and um quite 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 interesting and and um i would say a, a third thing is um that being uh, i work for a small organization so um and i remember when i was going through some one of my first trainings they said uh, in a small organization you need to be ready to get your hands Basically, you you i worked for large organizations where everything was set up so from in this my role currently, I have to uh get ready to get my hands dirty to do things that I wasn't expected to do, but in a way, it's a good thing because it, that way you get to learn faster you get to get to learn the organizations faster, get to meet more people and get to have more people you know get to know you, and that works out well for you so that attitude as well is very very important,
0: yeah, and that's amazing and I, and, I, and I love how you said that so. What I'm, what I'm hearing, and I just want to play this back for the audience members. Number one is when you're given a task, it's your job to get the task done. Yep. Number yep. two, it's not about, you know, it's about individual contributions on the team that make the whole. So like you said, the, using the analogy of the restaurant, no, nobody else is going to serve the table except for the person who's serving the table, right? Which is great. Yep. And then the other part is you, you wear many hats, right? Especially in smaller organizations, which is, from my understanding, this is what I've learned is true as well. Uh, you're going to, you're going to have to jump into things that maybe aren't necessarily within the scope of your work, but that's okay. Because like you said, you know, it helps you grow. It helps you connect with other people inside the organization and it just helps you learn different things, which is fantastic. So, so th- thank you for that. And and I really appreciate that. But outside of that, in terms of the actual work culture, you know, you talked about, you know, how things are supposed to work. Is there anything else that stood out for you that's been different or, that you know, you kind of thought as, oh wow, this is this is very very different.
1: Um, I would, say, to be fair, for me, I I would say not really. I mean, it's the same job I'm I'm used to doing from back in Africa. The skills are still the same. It is still the same. Projects are still the same. Uh, the only different I would say, so uh, you know getting to build different networks you know you're working with different suppliers you have to start building that those networks uh from scratch again but in a nutshell i would say it's the same work I've, uh, i'm used to doing I And mean, if any i've met some of my colleagues who are, who are also from africa and they are who work within the same organization and their work ethic because they are used to working really really you know, they have a, a very um, high or very work ethic back from home. It's really valued here in mm-hmm. Canada. Yes, it's extremely valued.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, good. And so work ethic, just, you know, whatever you did back home, just kind of carry that forward, you know, to, to, to this environment, because there's a lot of value there, which is amazing. So, James, you know, as we start to wrap this up and thanks to you, you know, I've got a whole page of notes. I hope, you know, the <laughs> audience members that are listening in are also taking notes because there's some really good, you know, nuggets here in terms of, you know, what you actually need to do to stand out, especially, you know, during this pandemic, during this, you know, I'm not going to call it a crisis because I think there's also opportunity to. Um, But one of the things that you just need to be aware of, you know, making sure that you have your LinkedIn profile up to date, that it looks good so people can find you versus you always constantly looking for people. But taking that time to build your connection, you know, just like James said, 30% of his time was spent building out his network as he was going through this. And even today, and and what I do like, which I think is amazing, even today, now that he's in his role, he still has recruiters searching for him, which means he's always going to have that safety net of, you know... Um, there's always going to be opportunities for him regardless of what happens. But it sounds like everything's going really well in his role, so I'm really happy for him. Uh, So, James, if people wanted to get a hold of you, connect with you somehow, maybe to learn a little bit more, uh, where could they do that?
1: Uh, Feel free to reach out to me on my LinkedIn profile, um, James Marime. Uh, You can always reach out to me and I'm always willing to help. And maybe one thing I would say that stands that really, really makes a difference, especially in the interview side. These questions that you ask, and I remember, you know, um, John, when we were practicing for the interview, um, you we we talked about this. The key question about asking, hey, um, if we are seated, you know, six months after this, and we are having a review, what would you want me to do for you? That question was, I I, I can't and I cannot it um more clearly how much of an impact that question made. because like you said it already puts the hiring manager to see you in the role and they are not used to hearing people ask that question so for me that question as well was really really important for so, hey if you can use it please do
0: yeah, no. Excellent. So yeah, no, for sure. And it's, yeah, no, thank you for that. And, and you know, I've heard from other candidates and other people that have gone through the interview as well, is that that one question surprises a lot of managers and people on the other side of the table to say, wow, that's different. And, um, like you said, you know, that question and I'll share it with the people that are listening. Cause they're wondering what question is he talking about? Um, I'll share the link to, to the podcast, co- to the, to the blog, where we actually have the question. Cause I think, There's a lot of value in it for sure. And uh, you're right. It starts to put you in the position. The manager starts to see you being successful. And what I really like about that question is just getting clarity on what you need to do to be successful in the role, which is fantastic. So James, thanks again for, for being a guest on this podcast. Is there any final words you want to share with the, with the audience?
1: Uh, for me i would say that uh don't give up you always have if there's one thing that you can do for yourself always remind yourself how good you are do the work um follow you know follow the course that um, the canadian job search academy does i mean if you follow that to the letter i promise you does work. it can take a little bit of time but it will work in the end and i wish you all the best
0: All right, well, thank you, James. And we wish you all the best in your future endeavors as well. I'm sure we'll stay connected because this is the end because at some point you're going to look to move on and, and, you know, get a promotion somewhere else. And we're here to support you as best we can as well. So for everybody else who's listening, thank you for checking in and listening to this podcast, uh, listening to James and, you know, just kind of taking away from his knowledge and his insights and his wisdom. Uh, And with that, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Wishing everybody a good one. Talk to you all next time. Take
1: care. Bye.